I'm going to call the meeting to order. Clerk will call the roll. Shower. Here. Sorry. Went away for some reason. Shower here. Schmidt. Here. Schmidt here. Solberg. Here. Solberg here. Stubbs. Here. Stubbs here. Veldrin. Veldrin absent. Leglightner. Leg Lightner here. Willett. Here. Willett here. Zweifel. Here. Zweifel here. Baird. Here. Baird here. Bollig. Here. Bollig here. Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth here. Clausius. Here. Clausius here. Dave Felice. Here. Dave Felice here. Downing. Here. Downing here. Die. Here. Die here. Erickson. Here. Erickson here. Farrell. Here. Farrell here. Gillis. Gillis absent. Hendrick. Here. Hendrick here. Jones. Jones here, Kiefer. Here. Kiefer here, Kolar. Here. Kolar here, Krause. Krause absent. Levin. Here. Levin here, Matano. Here. Matano here, McCarville. Here. McCarville here, Miles. Miles absent. Nelson. Here. Nelson here, O'Loughlin. Here. O'Loughlin here, Pan. Pan absent. Pertle. Here. Pertle here, Richmond. Richmond absent. Rip. Here. Rip here, Rit. Here. Rit here, Rusk. Here. Rusk here, Selah. Here. Selah here, Corrigan. Here. Corrigan here. Krause here. and Veldrin, I think I heard. Okay. Thank you. Krause, Veldrin, anybody else? Okay, 33. 33 members are present. We have a quorum. Um, this evening, uh, oh, also Supervisor Richmond and Supervisor Gillis had indicated that they would be absent this evening. Um, this evening will be led in our prayer inspirational message by Supervisor Shower. Thank you, Madam Chair. Tonight, I am inspired by the 20,000 people who peacefully exercised their God-given and constitutionally protected rights of speech and assembly today on the Capitol Square. They, they gathered today to make known their displeasure with two bills that are speeding their way through the state legislature. When these people engage the political arena, of course they necessarily had a political agenda. It happens to be one I support, one in which we treat everybody, every, of every heritage and faith background fairly and equally under the law. The reaction by some to these people expressing their political views was in some ways sadly expected, and in other ways downright confounding. One political leader said, the basic idea that fear is being instilled is not coming from the Wisconsin legislature. It's coming from the activists who want to try to pursue a political agenda. Really? A politician getting on a case of an activist for being political? Since when does anyone have a problem with activists who want to pursue political agendas, engaging the political process through peaceful, organized protest and advocacy? What is Alec if not a group of activists pursuing a political agenda. What is the WMC? What is ACLU? What is BLM? They all have the right to assemble, organize, petition their government. We may not agree with what each group might say, but as the saying goes, we should all defend the death their right to say it. I encourage and am truly inspired by the thousands of people who took time out of their day to assemble and petition their government today and engage the political process. Nothing could be more American. Nothing is more inspiring. That's my inspirational message today. Here's my prayer. That each and every citizen who was at the rally today be allowed to, and actually does, vote in November. Voting is still the most powerful 
way to affect change that they seek. With that, let's get on with our agenda, and if you will, join me with the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Supervisor Schauer. The first item on our agenda this evening is a special matter. Um, uh, we are joined by the Greater Madison Convention and Visitors Bureau um, this evening. Their president and CEO, Deb Archer, is going to talk to us about destination promotion today. So let me turn yeah. Good evening, and thank you, uh, Chair Corgan. I really want to thank um, the chair for allowing us to make this presentation. Um, I'm going to be mindful of your time. Um, this, is, um, a pres uh, this is an abbreviated version of a presentation I gave to the Airport Commission in November, and it was very well received and was suggested that we come to the county board to share this. Um, it is a, it's a perspective of what we call about destination promotion and marketing that a lot of people um, really don't think of when they think about the work that an organization like the Greater Madison Convention and Visitors Bureau or the Sports Commission does on Dane County's behalf. And for those of you that aren't familiar, we do have multiple contracts with the county for work that we do, um, general promotion um, for a position with the Alliant Energy Center, with the airport for visitor information, and so we have many different intersections with the county and are very grateful for uh, the partnerships we have. So um, this particular study uh, was, has been generated um, for our industry by a company called Oxford Economics, which is very highly recognized as an, uh, an uh, economic um, research company that re does research for many industries, including the aerospace industry, the energy industry, and tourism. This is a very abbreviated uh, version of a, a much longer study, and what we'll do is afterwards we will send to the county board office a link to the full study so you can see all the data that's behind some of the conclusions and findings that I'm going to share with you in the next 10 minutes. Um, so, and I realize I have to advance this on my own. Um, so the question, uh, before we get into it, just as a, a, a quick overview, is the Convention and Visitors Bureau, who we are and what we do. We are um, really the only um, primary agency in this area that brings new events to our community, um, both Monona Terrace, the Alliant Energy Center, hotels, other venues. So the first thing we do is we do secure conventions and events for this destination. The next thing we do is make sure that we service and take care of those events that we weren't responsible for bringing here, like World Dairy Expo, um, WIAA, with the exception of boys basketball and some of the things that we helped um, secure again a couple of years ago. Epic Users Groups, we do extensive servicing and support for those events to make sure that they're having great experiences and that they come back. We also um, publish and provide extensive visitor information, um, printed materials, our website, visitmadison.com, which is a great site if you're not familiar with it, and other ways to provide information to visitors who are coming here or planning to come here. And then we obviously do promotion um, of Madison and Dane County to external markets uh, regionally, uh, to leisure visitors on Chicago suburbs, Milwaukee, etc., and then nationally um, to convention and event uh, planners. So why should we all care about what um, organization like ours does? Um, last year in 2015, the future business that we have booked for to come here to Madison and Dane County in the future years will generate 
over $60 million in direct spending during those events. That's not, uh, those aren't turnover factors, those are direct dollars that the attendees for the events that we have booked for the future will be bringing to our community in the next several years. If you take the uh, budget that we have and you put it against that $61 million, we generate almost a 13 to one return in the investment of the money that we start with and what we generate on the way out, on the, uh, on the end. One of the things, um, a fellow, some of you may know Tim Cooley, who was the City of Madison Economic Development Director, said to me once, he said, I've always loved the tourism industry because you are importing cash into a community that's coming from people who don't live here. And so the money that we bring here is new money that helps all of us. The one thing I will also say about this amount, when we talk about this amount, this does not include World Dairy Expo. WIAA fan base, things that we're not responsible for are not included in these numbers. These numbers represent the business that we generate for this destination. So in the study um, the, of destination promotion as an economic engine, the key findings that Oxford Economics found about our work is that the dividends extend far beyond our industry and the visitor economy is huge. What we do is we help we help with air service and transportation networks. We help create familiarity about this place with many external audiences, not just visitors. We uh, talk to business decision makers, site selectors, and others that make decisions about where they might place a business. And it also pointed out that cities and states that prioritize the work that we do and integrate them with their economic development initiatives have experienced significant growth in terms of business development and other investments in their economy. And destinations that attract visitors outperform those destinations that don't attract visitors very significantly in terms of their, econo their economy. This was the graphic that was up when I started uh, to speak. If you'll look at the um, four um, kind of cogs in this wheel, the building transportation networks, raising the quality of life, raising the destination profile, and attracting strategic events, those are the four call-outs and the four channels, as they call them, that really are the catalysts for the results that we're able to deliver uh, to this place. In terms of building transportation networks, if you think about the thousands of people that we're attracting here, we are putting people on airplanes that are coming into our airport, which helps all of us and helps, helps our airport uh, be stronger. Um, there are some quotes on these slides. This one talks, uh, this is from someone in Louisiana that says, air service is profoundly important to corporate location decisions. The levels of air service at New Orleans far exceed what local demand could support. So we translate that into ours is we wouldn't, our residents can't fill all the seats that our airlines have coming into our airport. Visitors supplement that and make a difference. Raising the destination profile. So this is what is most commonly probably associated with what we do in terms of telling the story about what this place is. And that's a big part of our job. But what people don't think about is the visitors that we bring here might not just be coming for a convention. They may be thinking about, should I move here? Should I send my kids to college here? Should I think about expanding my business here? Should I think about 
coming to work for someone here. And in uh, World Business Chicago, which is Chicago's economic development entity, they're working very closely with their Convention and Visitors Bureau, and they now believe that every tourist that goes to Chicago is a potential business lead. So they look at visitors as having not just a potential of spending money and enjoying themselves as a visitor, but they see many other reasons that visitor may have value to the city of Chicago. I talked earlier about uh, securing conventions and trade shows. Targeting those conventions and trade shows that we're pursuing is very important. Not only is it, uh, do we need to be strategic about how we spend our resources, but also we want to align the conventions and trade shows we bring here to the strengths and the values of our community. And so the way we deploy our people is we look for those conventions and trade shows that, again, align with what Madison and Dane County stand for, what our strengths are, and also what is the intellectual capacity and value that we can bring to those conventions. So when they come here, who are the speakers and the programs and the field trips that they can enjoy while they're here, those are all the decisions that go into how we target our conventions. And many cities are now actually aligning their economic development work with the conventions that are coming to their community. In the case of World Business Chicago, that economic development body now assigns a staff member to attend the conventions and trade shows that are coming to Chicago to look to see what are the business opportunities that exist at those events. It's a great strategy, and we are working with MADREP, and we've talked to the Chamber, and we're making more headway in that. Um, we introduced, um, when Paul Jaden took over Thrive, we introduced him to World Dairy Expo, they now exhibit at World Dairy Expo and attend because they know they can look at uh, potential economic opportunities that are happening on the floor of that trade show. In terms of raising the quality of life, this, this sometimes I think people don't think about connecting the dots. Talked earlier about how um, our airport cannot exist alone on the residents that live here. Neither can the restaurants or the attractions or the things that so many of us that live here and why we move here exist, visitors make a difference in what could happen. If we, uh, this is a great example. There are 9,000 hotel rooms in our market. Our hotels run about a 65% occupancy on a year-round basis. Let's say they only run a 50% occupancy, and there's only one person per room. At 50%. That would mean 4,500 people, at least 4,500 people are in this market every night. All of those people have to go out to eat. They do things. They make our quality of life better because we could never support all of those things that we love. The residents here, would, we would never have as many restaurants, as many places to shop, as many places to Obert Gardens would not, would not sustain itself on the residents who live here. So visitors make a difference in all of our lives and in the quality of life that's here. So in conclusion, I want to wrap this up. Um, we want to leave you with a message that visitors fuel our economy. They make a difference in our way of life. They make a difference in our economy today, and they will make those People of those thousands of events that we're bringing here will make a difference in the future. We want to make sure destination promotion and what we do is upheld as not only important, but it's also integrated with larger economic development strategies. And then we want to work with 
entities like MADREP, the county's economic development department, the city of Madison, the other communities in Dane County. We want to make sure that we're working collaboratively on economic development conversations and that we work together on things like supporting Brad in air service, making sure that we are filling those planes and getting more service here if we can, that we're working together with the same messages about what this place is, what it can mean, what it's doing, that we talk together, that we have inter-organizational communication, and that we collaborate when we have opportunities to bring events here or business site selections, that we work together. One of the most recent um, examples of that is we booked a convention called the National Farm to Cafeteria Conference that's bringing people from all over the country talking about how do we get fresh food into our schools. And we had many, many, many institutions in Tane County and MADREP come together to put that bid together to bring those 1,500 people who will be here this summer. And then we want to continue targeting those conventions and events that fit this place that will, but will also bring new ideas to this place and that we will be sharing the ideas that are coming out of this place, Madison and Dane County, with those associations and societies and companies that are coming here. So I hope that this has um, given you maybe a little broader perspective, a deeper perspective of the value of what we do and the value of visitors and what they mean to this place. Um, and I also, again, I want to thank you for the confidence you have in investing in what we do. And if any of you at any time um, ever have suggestions for us or questions, um, please know that we are here at your avail. Um, my, um, at this last slide, and we will get you this information. Um, if you know anyone on our staff, our emails are simple. It's our last name at visitmadison.com and um, would love to communicate with any and all of you. Thanks so Thank much, Deb. Much. Does anyone have questions for Deb this evening? Supervisor Schmidt. Um, thanks, Deb. Thanks for coming and talking to us and for all of your hard work. I know that it's not an easy job, and I really appreciate your, um, that you put your heart and soul into this. It does your efforts make a difference as well. Um, two questions. Um, later on this evening, we're going to be having a discussion about um, the Alliant Energy Center. And Can you tell me, in your opinion, whether or not um, the lack of amenities at that facility um, are limiting any of the bookings that you have or that you're trying to pursue for the area? Um, I, yes, um, and I sat on the committee that you all had talking about this, and we've been talking about this um, as an organization for several years. Um, when you're in uh, looking at a competitive set, we have to make sure that we are able to present put our best foot forward, and um, both the, the um, distance to the hotels and the lack of um, uh, restaurants and other things for um, attendees to do at the complex, that is, uh, that's a deficiency that we have when you start comparing us to our competitors. So we work, you know, we're booking business. We had a really successful year. We are booking business, but we know that we are leaving business on the table because there are things we can't offer. Um, and we really look forward to the opportunity of um, transforming that place. And, um, can I just ask a quick follow-up? Um, since you mentioned you were on the committee, did you support the resolution that came forward from that committee? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Further questions? Supervisor Dave Felice. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Deb, for that uh, 
insightful presentation. As always, we appreciate the work of the Greater Madison Convention Visitors Bureau. We're happy to invest in that. I think I speak for most of the people in this room. Um, it is a coincidence that you are here tonight on, on the night we'll be deciding whether to move ahead with the next step to spend uh, 90 to $120 million to not only perhaps renovate or replace the Coliseum, but also address the deficiencies in the rest of the buildings out there. Um, these are all county-owned, county-operated. I, I would uh, hasten to add that the AEC generates 75,000 uh, room nights and generates $2 million. I'm sorry? Yeah, that's, I'm getting around to it. Then it generates uh, about $2 million in room tax revenue. You've been on the committee uh, that oversaw what we're going to be considering tonight. What would be your position on sharing some of that tax revenue so that we can pay for that to keep the four cogs of that engine moving and get them moving faster? Well, I don't think that um, personally, and I'm because uh, our organization, I don't want to say the Convention of Visitors Bureau has made this statement because that particular question hasn't been asked. I will answer personally. I don't think sharing the tax is the way. I think finding either um, looking at the exposition district model that exists in Milwaukee, which would allow you to increase the tax and add food and beverage and other taxes. There isn't enough, frankly, room tax to make a long-term difference in that. You, a, a million or two million dollars a year is not the solution. You need a really, really robust, um, sustainable new revenue source that will really help um, um, grow that campus and or property, other property tax and other generation that could be thrown off increment if you have other um, growth that's in the area outside the campus. So it's not that we don't want to share it. There frankly just isn't enough to share that would make a difference. I mean, we're, we operate with probably um, half of what we should. We have a $4 million budget. The Dells has a $10 million budget. Milwaukee has a $10 million budget. So we're we're nowhere near able to do what our competitors are doing here regionally. Um, so again, I think the solution is really thinking bigger and what are other and new revenue streams that can be generated to support um, a future. Are there any further questions? I don't see any. Thanks a lot for Thank you again very much. Next on the agenda is um, announcements. Are there any announcements this evening? Supervisor Balig. Thank you, Chair Corrigan. Uh, tonight I will be introducing a resolution to purchase uh, eight acres of land within Anderson uh, Farm County Park for use in the park. Uh, this land will be purchased at a cost of $300,000. It will be used for a, building or a, a learning and education center, and the funds are available from the Conservation Fund. I hope that you can support this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Bialik. Supervisor Baird. Thank you, Chair. Um, tonight I'll be uh, introducing, actually, uh, I'm working on a late referral with the permission already from the Chair, um, on a resolution to oppose Assembly Bill 450. This is in relation, build in wonderfully with our uh, uh, remarks uh, earlier this evening from Supervisor Shower, the proposal of Assembly Bill 450. It's passed the Assembly. It's headed to the State Senate. The proposal of this bill is already creating a climate of fear and anxiety in immigrant communities that will prohibit our local control and erode trust 
between the communities of color and police and make all of us less safe by pushing communities into the shadows. Uh, so I hope everyone can, if they're interested, I hope everyone in this chamber will join me in supporting this excellent bill. And you can email myself and Karen to let us know if you want to sign on. It will be making a late referral because the Senate, um, if the Senate does take it up, and maybe they won't, but if they do, the next time they're meeting is um, March 15th. So we want to get this moved forward as quickly as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Baird. Supervisor Matano. Thank you, Madam Chair. I wanted to just briefly expand upon what Supervisor Shower and Supervisor Baird said without actually mentioning the name of the event and why am I wearing a weird piece of paper on my shirt. It, the day was uh, Dia Sen Latinos, a day without Latinos and immigrants. Uh, those people chose not to go to work, and some restaurants in town chose to close today um, in honor of the important role that Latino people play in our community. So they thought that if they all didn't go to work one day, we would see how important they were by their absence. And so uh, Supervisor, well, Supervisor Baird's wearing the shirt. I just got the piece of paper, and uh, I know Supervisor Ritt was there as well as perhaps others. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Matano. Are there any further announcements? Seeing none. Next on the agenda is approval of payments um, on bills over $10,000 referred to the county board. Is there a motion? Moved um, by Supervisor McCarville, seconded by um, Supervisor Nelson. Is there discussion on bills over $10,000? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and the bills are approved. On approval of county board minutes, the minutes of the February 4th county board meeting, is there a motion? Moved by Matano, seconded by Krause. Is there a discussion on the minutes? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and the minutes are approved. Item F, the consent calendar. On items F1 through F6, are there any requests for separation? Supervisor Wegleitner. F2. Okay, which ones? Oh, oh, I thought you said I have two. You said oh. F2. <laughs> Sorry about that. F2. Okay. So on item F1 and F3 through <coughs> 6, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor of item F1 and F3 through 6, say aye. aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and those items are approved. On item F2, Resolution 315, awarding a concession lease for food and beverage services at the Dane County Regional Airport, is there discussion? Supervisor Whiteleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. I have a question for Corp Council, or maybe um, if someone's here. I, I Brad is here from the airport. <laughs> Or um, I, I was wondering if our living wage ordinance applies to. If you're, if our living wage, sorry, no, I cut your air, uh, microphone out when you said that. If our living wage ordinance applies to um, the contracts of these vendors. Marcia, do you want to come up and answer that? No. Okay. You have to be on. You have to, right. to be on. To have it on. 
I just confirm with Chuck, the answer is no. Um, the question didn't even come to me because there are exceptions in the living wage ordinance for um, AEC and vendors. Remember, the vendors lease from us. It's not a purchasing contract. They this, this is a lease. So le uh, the living wage ordinance doesn't apply to leases. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Further discussion? Supervisor Pirtle. <clears throat> I just want to acknowledge uh, when personal finance took this up, we had some extensive conversation and exploration around some of these issues, how the living wage ordinance applied, what the organizing rights are, and we worked with those, some folks from Wisconsin Jobs Now and the airport and the vendors involved who I think are going to pursue some further exploration of how they can come to mutual agreements on some of these issues where the county board itself cannot direct those actions. And I know, um, unfortunately, Supervisor Gillis couldn't be here, uh, but I think he's working on some follow-up legislation to enable certain other kinds of activities that would continue to support workers in these areas. So those issues did not go unnoticed. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Is there further discussion? Supervisor Wegleitner. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. I have a follow-up question. For Marcia, sorry, it's probably a one-word response, so you might not. Um, are we prohibited from amending our living wage ordinance um, to? Sorry, you're not prohibited from amending your ordinances for most things. No, I'm just. There's no. no you could. You could amend no your living wage. There's no barrier to that type of amendment. Um, to apply to leases, I suppose you could. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked into it. I would have to do a little bit of legal research to confirm that, but my, my general sense is the board can put almost anything it wants in its ordinances as long as it's constitutional and not preempted by state or federal law. Thanks. Further discussion? Supervisor Pirtle. Um, I'm not a lawyer, in, but I do believe that when we looked at this in committee that there is a preemption in state law on this issue, and that it can only the county's authority to Im impose the living wage is restricted to people who work directly for us and through our purchase of service contract, because I do think that we explored this issue, that we, we couldn't just change the ordinance and impose that requirement at this time. Thanks. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Further discussion on Resolution 370? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 370 is approved. On H, reports on zoning petitions. We have one zoning petition, H1. What's before us is the committee recommendation. Is there any discussion on H1? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and H1 is approved. On resolutions, authorizing assignment of lease number 7813 involving land at Dane County Regional Airport. Is there discussion on resolution 343? Seeing none. Sub one. I'm sorry. I think that's what came out of committee. Sub one. The, sub, the sub one is before us, and um, so we didn't need it. No, okay. no, we don't need a motion. Okay. On Resolution 343, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 343 is approved. Supervisor Baird? Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. On Resolution 444, redevelopment of the Alliant Energy Center, um, sub one, well, public, it was approved 
by Public Works with um, amendments, and then Executive Committee had sub one, and Personal and Finance had sub two. Supervisor Schmidt. Um, thank you. I'd like to move sub two. Moved by Su Supervisor Schmidt, seconded by Supervisor Baird. Um, on sub two to resolution 444, is there a discussion? Supervisor Schmidt? Can I? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'd like to speak in support of this resolution and encourage all of my colleagues to vote in support of this substitute resolution. The substitute um, provides clarity in that there is no predisposition to any one option presented in the Hamas report but it clarifies that the county is looking for the highest and best use of this property as determined through a master planning process. Um, the future fate of any individual building on this property will be determined once the master planning effort is done. There is no predisposition to any decisions about any properties um, or any facilities on this property. Um, I'd like to comment that um, by voting in support, you're voting for three critical actions that will take place. First of all, you're voting to assess the highest and best use of this strategic property, um, which is one of the gateways to the Madison area. So let's start by doing a market study. Before we invest public money into this campus, let's make sure we answer the basic question of whether this is a business the county should be doing. By gathering data, about the fiscal exposure as well as broader economic impact that this facility might have to the greater Madison and Dane County area, we'll have the confidence to know how to move forward and we'll have the support from our constituents that we're making decisions that are based on data. We also recognize the existing long-term uh, contracts that are vital to the facility's success and are, are vital to our region, um, including World Dairy Expo, Midwest Horse Fair, and many others. By documenting the economic impact of these long-term contracts, we ensure that whatever future development occurs, that the needs of these great partners are met. Secondly, um, we're working in partnership. By voting for this, you're working in partnership with other stakeholders and community partners. The county does not operate in a vacuum, and this particular property will be coming into the city of Madison in the year 2022. It's less than six years from now. Besides political boundaries, the fact is that this property is the gateway to the city, and when this property incorporates city efforts and projects, the entire campus and region benefit. And let's not forget about the partnerships that we need with our business and entertainment industry partners. We just heard earlier from the Greater Madison and Chamber. Um, sorry, Deb, I always... Um, have a tongue twister with your organization, but the Greater Madison Visitors, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Deb, Deb, <laughs> Archer at visitmadison.com, um, <laughs> about how important uh, bringing outsiders to our area is. We must work for a cohesive and comprehensive effort to reach the full potential of this property. A master planning process brings these partners together in a dialogue and a plan for the future. How can we possibly have a successful reinvestment in this property without stakeholder and partner input? And lastly, and I think most importantly, is that by passing this resolution, what we're doing is we are supporting community involvement in our vision and process. We've been pragmatic, transparent, and open with respect to the strategic design process. And one voice we heard loudly and clearly was the voice of the neighborhood and the neighborhoods that recognize any development of this property will have significant impact on them. 
We can and we should make those impacts be positive and incorporate community vision and the needs, their needs into our planning process. These residents have expressed a great desire to have a meaningful part of the um, planning process. By simply piecemealing portions of this property for random development proposals, we are not being considerate or respectful of neighborhood needs. I want to make sure that everyone on the board and anyone in the public listening to the discussion tonight understands that any individual development proposals that come forward will be incorporated into a master planning process. So to summarize, your vote in support of this substitute ensures that we have a market study to justify our actions and we know the highest and best use of, this, of the property, that we broaden our efforts to include other partners and stakeholders, and we commit to the neighborhoods that their voices will be heard in the planning process. It's a strong triad of community, business, and government collaboration and cooperation that will make the future of the Line Energy Center campus bright and an economic benefit to all in Dane County. So please join me in supporting this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Supervisor Pirtle. Oops. So often we talk about how we like to do things the Dane County way, and I'm fond of that particular uh, line. I think it encompasses a lot. And I think this proposal in the subject amendment captures what I really think of as the Dane County way, particularly what we've had here at the board. When it comes to major issues, our approach has been careful study, data collection, evaluation, discussion, planning, and action just like we did on equity, just like we do on the lakes, just like we did when we looked at the jail questions in this, what I think is pretty modest proposal, is very much in line with all of that work. You know, I started my tenure on the board on the um, Public Works and Transportation Committee, so I spent my four years on the board in some way, shape, or form talking about Alliant Energy. And we've talked about small things. We've talked about wireless infrastructure. We've talked about riggings and sound systems and curtains in the Coliseum. We've looked at bigger projects like the pavilions and the docks. And as part of that, we've talked about building a vision, a vision that's not just for the next five years, but the next 50, for the next generation. What is this going to look like and how is it going to work? And, you know, as we think about that, this all started really back with a resolution that invited a lot of community leaders, the county executive board members, to come together and shape that vision. And while some folks opted not to participate, stakeholders have moved forward together, the Dane County way, to put together a series of options. And I think a pretty clear emerging consensus around the idea that we need a master plan. And so underneath that, there's sort of these three questions about, well, what are the pathways available to us? What, what are our choices when we look at this? And one that I think that's been pretty clearly articulated is to sort of continue doing what we're doing. Arguably a somewhat incremental approach, but, you know, it's a savvy investment strategy. It doesn't involve a lot of financial risk. doesn't necessarily address a lot of the long-term challenges. But we have a pretty good idea of what that looks like. And, and I think a lot of the documentation we received lays out some pretty good arguments around that. The study we convened calls for looking at a major public partner privateship, an investment, a redevelopment of the campus. And I have a healthy, skeptical approach to that. But I also think it presents an idea with significantly greater rewards that deserves our attention and study. I want to see what the options are before we make decisions about what we think the best way to do it is. And the third part, and I think this has been referenced a couple times, is what is the governance structure that's going to oversee this? The county runs the Alliant Energy Center. It is an enterprise auxiliary unit of government that we run since the dawn of time. But there are other ways to do this. Right? The entertainment district was mentioned. Green Bay has one at Lambeau Field. 
Milwaukee has one in downtown. They're, they're putting together another one. There are joint ownership opportunities or transfer opportunities to other units of government that have different taxing authorities and abilities. We could create a public-private partnership. We could create an entirely private entity. Those items deserve careful study to understand what do they mean, what opportunities do they present, and how do they grow and create the best aligned energy center campus there can be. So I think that one of the questions around this is there's this sort of doom and gloom conversation going on. Everything I see in here is about how we create the best aligned energy center, how we unleash its potential, how we grow its opportunity, and how we move it forward. So I think we should tone down some of the rhetoric, recognize that there are many options that are worthy of exploration, and consider a transformational approach. Now, I might vote to maintain the status quo. I haven't made that decision yet. But I want to have the opportunity to evaluate all of my options before I cast that vote when the time comes. And that's what I think this does. So let's do it the Dane County way. Let's meaningfully look at all the options. Let's bring our stakeholders and partners in. And let's be positive about it. This is a tremendous opportunity. It is a significant responsibility. And it deserves our careful study. I hope you'll vote yes. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Further discussion on Resolution 444, Supervisor O'Loughlin. Thank you, Madam Chair. I have just a small amendment, uh, and it's an amendment to remove lines 68 through 71. And if I may, if I get a second, I will discuss it. Is there a second to Supervisor O'Loughlin's amendment? Supervisor Balik. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. To remove 68 through 71. Yeah, thank you. Um, On sub two. What this amendment does, it helps the Alliant Energy Center to feel comfortable with their parents and their parents are this body and the executive branch. When we, and I'm not going to go over what's in those lines, you can read it yourself, but the overall resolution 444 says what we're asking for is a master plan for the Alliant Energy Center complex. We all agree that we need to have a master plan. Everybody, the executive branch, the county board, I don't know about the judges. We're asking, we're asking, what will it show us? What will it show us? We hope that it will show us long-range opportunity, that it will show us vision, it'll show us locations, strategies, It'll show us traffic flows. It'll show us the highest and best use. And most importantly, a road map, a road map to tax base for us. Economic and event activity, as Dev Archer expressed earlier in tonight's meeting. We're eliminating on my amendment the words market study be completed. And the reason I'm asking that to be eliminated is because it's already in the resolution. Check line 60 
through 63. It's there. The wording sounds appropriate. So why do we need this one, these words in the resolution, when in fact it casts a shadow over our vision of where this complex is going to go? I really, I really think that eliminating the wording on 68 to 71 makes this a forward-looking resolution, the Dane County Way resolution. And I've been on this board for 18 years, and this is the second most important vote issue that we'll be taking. In my career, it's the second most. The first was the courthouse. And we had these same type of discussions when we had the courthouse. And, I, and they're fruitful, and I think they're energetic, and I think they're wonderful. But I think we have to think positively as a board of 37 members. I think we have to think positively that we, with the right partnerships in our community, the partnerships, who are they? The partnerships that we have, we have the partnership of the city of Madison, we have the partnership of the town of Madison, we have the partnership of uh, Dane County. And I'm, 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 I'm hoping that we can look at this and get this 444 through without this little cloud hanging out here that maybe we'll get out of the business. Well, think about that for a second. Just think about that. We can do that in uh, two weeks. Bring a resolution forward. Public Works, they approve it. Next week goes personnel finance, they approve it. And probably two weeks later goes the county board and they approve it. We always have that option. But why are we, why are we focusing in on that option today? I don't think we should. And I think it impacts the Alliance Energy Center's marketing department and Greater Madison Convention and Visitor Bureau's marketing position when we have that kind of language. That's number one. Number two. I think we should be very optimistic about our plans for the Alliant Energy Center campus. The economic development analysis that was last done on that particular venture that we have was in, I think, 2009. And it still waters people's eyes when, when Mark goes to other uh, events and explains what value the Alliant Energy Center campus has to our community. So we ought to do that after we get the... <laughs> Excuse me, after we get the master plan completed. So I ask you to support this amendment and, uh, and pass it as is uh, 444. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor O'Loughlin. On Supervisor O'Loughlin's amendment, is there discussion? Supervisor Matano. Thank you, Madam Chair. I, um, I rise to oppose the amendment. I actually had marked this as the one thing I liked in the um, entire resolution um, because it's the only uh, attempt at balance. It speaks to the possibility of uh, taking the direction I advocate, which is getting out of the convention center business. I believe that the business of government is government and that uh, any time government gets involved in businesses, they tend to um, spend more and more and more money uh, promoting economic development and um, having tax dollars go down uh, down that uh, swirling hole that um, 
convention centers tend to be. And so um, I, I, like, I like that language a lot, no longer in the business. And um, one of the previous speakers said that the um, resolution, one thing that the supervisor liked was that there's no predisposition in, the, in this resolution. I, I felt like I disagreed, but um, that was my one uh, element of hope in the entire resolution. Thank, thank you, you Supervisor Matano. Supervisor Farrell. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair, and I'm glad Supervisor Matano is sitting down because I'm going to agree with him. <laughs> I, too, I, too, had marked lines 68 through 71 as one of the strongest points in this entire resolution, perhaps for different reasons, and I'd like to explain why. And we've heard a lot of talk this evening about unleashing the potential of this property to work in partnership with other government agencies with the private entities with the Greater Madison Convention and Visitors Bureau and so many other entities out there. But what this, these four lines gives us is a roadmap to get out if that is the choice. It's not saying we get out. And why do we need that? What does this study or what will this give us? And if you read particularly on, lines, on line 71, it talks about the county, starting on line 70, analysis of the county's fiscal exposure and potential loss or gain, and that's the important word, if the county were no longer in the business. Yes, we can get out. We could close down the Alliance Energy Center. Probably couldn't do it in two weeks, but it could happen. That's not going to happen in, re in the real world. But we could get out of the business, perhaps, if the study shows a reason why, and this board or a future board decides to do that. But there may be gain in that. And, the, and that entity, that property, could be taken over by an exhibition district, some other district, and the county's out of the business. Our risk is lowered our reward overall with the property tax base is increased. This is very important. These four lines strengthen this resolution so much. I really am totally opposed to this amendment. Supervisor Matano and I are in agreement. I hope it uh, really uh, gets that same type of vote. This doesn't happen often, so please vote against this amendment. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Farrell. Supervisor De Felice. Thank you. Madam Chair, I wonder if I could make a motion while there's an amendment uh, on the floor. There's two motions on the floor already. Two? Yes, the sub two is one motion. Ah, and, uh, got it. Okay. Well, I'd just like to comment then on, on the uh, amendment that is being proposed. I agree with the author of the amendment. It's, it's kind of confusing. Uh, we've got uh, approximately 45 lines in this resolution relating to a master plan. And, Within that master plan is a one of the tasks is to do this comprehensive market study, and then further on the market study is supposed to be approved by two of our committees, and it doesn't say what happens if one committee approves and one doesn't approve. Uh, it also is confusing in that are are we telling staff to go ahead and form a group? And then there's talk of forming a master group. Are we telling them to double track this with the thought in mind that, in fact, you know, if the comprehensive, if the comprehensive market study is improved, the whole thing will be will, will grind to a standstill. So I think there's some contradictory uh, uh, provisions in there, 
And uh, I think it's I think it's confusing, and I, I agree with the amendment. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. And uh, fortunately, Supervisor Farrell is sitting down now. <laughs> uh, so I'll agree with him. Uh, I wasn't going to emphasize it uh, because some people have said that repeatedly saying we might no longer be in the business casts a shadow over the Alliant Energy Center. And so I was going to quietly let the resolution pass. But uh, this is my favorite line. And uh, I think it's important for a couple reasons. First, I, I should mention, as a member of the Personal and Finance Committee, the Personal and Finance Committee already voted on this motion and voted no, uh, that we do not believe it makes it better to leave out line 68 through 71. Uh, and on line 71, where it says, if the county were no longer in the business, that doesn't mean, as uh, Supervisor Farrell uh, clearly stated. It doesn't mean closing it down in two weeks. It doesn't necessarily mean phasing out and there no longer be an Alliant Energy Center. It might be the county is no longer in the business, but someone else runs it. Perhaps the city runs it. Uh, perhaps some other entity uh, that has other resources uh, runs it. So I think all those options are captured in just a few words very eloquently in that line 71, which I am so, so, so happy with that I must ask you to vote no on the amendment. And uh, I'm, I w I'd have a hard time voting for the whole thing unless this is in it. But I'm confident that uh, Supervisor Matano and Supervisor Farrell have, have signaled the will of the board that we're going to vote no. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Supervisor Schmidt. Gosh, I don't really know um, what I can add to this other than um, how refreshing that we actually would be a government body making decisions based on data. So I don't support uh, Supervisor O'Loughlin's amendment for some of the reasons, as pointed out by many different varied um, entities on the board. Um, and so thank you for uh, supporting the defeat of this uh, uh, amendment. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Supervisor Downing. Well, thank you, Madam Chair. I have two concerns um, with, um, with this whole entire paragraph. The first concern uh, goes to the maker of the amendment, who, uh, by not including lines 72 through 75, doesn't really complete what he's hoping to accomplish, because those lines say that... Um, those lines also call for the um, market study to be done before the master plan is completed. So even deleting the lines he's asked for doesn't accomplish the purpose. I think he would have to go through line 75. Also in, in 72 through 75, I have a concern that it simply leaves the determination of uh, whether to move forward with a master plan to two committees. It seems to me that the county board ought to be making the decision as to whether this is a viable project. So in that vein, uh, I would ask the maker of the uh, amendment if he would include uh, lines 72 through 75 in his motion. Well, the next sentence after the lines that he included. 
Yeah. You went to your. Are you? You are on sub two, and you're asking to eliminate lines 72 through 76. You're asking if the maker of the motion would amend the motion to include those lines too. Well, really, 72 through 74. The last sentence could remain in. It doesn't. It doesn't refer to anything then. Well, that included. Because really, it could be included because, as Supervisor O'Loughlin uh, stated, the master plan or the uh, market study is included in the uh, resolution. Thank you, Supervisor Downing. Um, Supervisor O'Loughlin, is this an? A, I mean, we really can't amend your amendment. You'd have to substitute have a substitute amendment because we already have two motions on the floor. But are, is this something you're interested in? Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I'll answer that no, uh, because I got a sense there's going to be more discussion about it as we move forward. Okay. And it may, it may be able to be tied in to get it done some other way. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor O'Loughlin. Supervisor Solberg. Thank you. Um, well, I'm not sure if I'm sold on this whole um, this whole uh, proposal. I do agree with the maker of this motion to delete these lines. This was discussed at personal finance. It was discussed for quite a while. And yes, this was defeated in personal finance, but I voted it in favor of this amendment when it came there. And part of the reason why is because we asked Mr. Clark in personal finance, and it was discussed in length, that the more we emphasize that we might be getting out of the business, the harder it is to retain and to incur more business. And so we're really shooting ourselves in the foot if we put this in here. The other thing that I agree with Supervisor O'Loughlin on is that if we want to get out, that's always an option. We don't have to spell it out in here to maybe get out at a later time. We can always make that motion, present it, bring it to committee, and then vote on it at that time. So that's why I'm in favor of this amendment, and I am go going to be voting yes. Thank you, Supervisor Solberg. Supervisor Pirtle. <clears throat> well, I wasn't going to speak because... Everyone else has sort of agreed. But there are two points, I think, that are kind of worth raising here. And one is to specifically address the question about what we could get out at any time. And I think the point of the resolution is not that we're going to close up shop on any given day of the week, but is to examine how the Alliant Energy Center will function as a campus and entity in a different model where we might not be the sole proprietor of that institution whether it's joint or different, whether it's an entertainment district or an entirely private entity that has fiscal impacts for us, it has fiscal impacts for other people, it changes the taxing structure. We have to evaluate those options. I don't think we can make that decision not knowing what those options look like. That's the whole point of the conversation. And candidly, to the question of does this raise the pall and shadow of the death of the Alliant Energy Center, if you think that stops saying it, like, the people who are most concerned about the message impact of this continue to repeat that line again and again. Respectfully, this is a line in a resolution that maybe 37 people, a handful of people on the fourth floor, and some folks at the Alliant Energy Center probably would have read carefully and basically calls for us to do our due diligence. There is nothing in here that talks about the death of the Alliant Energy Center. We are creating opportunities for it to grow and thrive. And we just want to look at what the options are. 
and we're being responsible by asking the question, are we the best steward of that process? That is an affirmation of one of the key assets of the county. So let's stop talking about it like it's anything else. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Supervisor Baird. Well, I, can, I should just stand up and say I concur and appreciate everything Supervisor Pirtle just said. Um, I'll add uh, a quick thought is that we owe it to our constituents to do our due diligence. That was the point I was going to make, not as eloquently as Supervisor uh, Pirtle did. But I, I can't imagine anybody on this board wants to write a resolution in a couple of weeks and to abandon something that is so near and dear and important to the vitality of this county. What we need to do is determine how to make that entity the best it can be, and we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our constituents to do a thorough review. Doing a thorough review doesn't mean you espouse the views of that review. That means that you are doing a thorough job to make sure that you are knowledgeable of all the decisions that you are going forth and doing. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Baird. Supervisor Hendrick, for the second time. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Just one more point, and I, I'm not going to talk about the death of the Alliant Energy Center. And I agree with Supervisor Pirtle. If you're concerned that we're talking about the death of the Alliant Energy Center, then why would you prolong the discussion? Uh, my point is that this is something we need to specify. If we are asking for the consultant to give this information, and some people may not have been here for the Committee of the Whole, and, and I myself missed part of it, but Supervisor Matano asked a very uh, good question of the consultant and said, why is there no option in here for the county to get out of this business? And he said, and I thought very, very candidly, sometimes consultants are a little more evasive, but he, he basically came out and said, usually people don't want us to tell them that. And so we don't. That's something we normally would never say because we don't think you want to hear it. Well, I, I rest my case. If that's one of the options, and it's not the death of the Alliant Energy Center, but if Line 71 is one of the options that we do want information about, we do have to explicitly ask that because otherwise they assume that we don't want that information. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Supervisor O'Loughlin. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, our distinguished uh, chairperson of personnel and finance made a very eloquent statement about Hawaiian Energy Center and what this resolution, and I agree everything he said. And it can be, all of those words are in lines 60 through 63. So I think it's, a, it's not appropriate comment about what this amendment is and the amendment the reason I want it out is because of the words if the county were no longer in the business that's my total synopsis of, of why I amended it thank you thank you Supervisor O'Loughlin Supervisor De Felice well I think this is a really interesting debate because uh, in fact the uh, language regarding getting out of the business of the exposition uh, uh, center and the Coliseum and anything else language a little vague but in lines 93 through 97 it says including a detailed analysis of county's fiscal exposure potential loss or gain if county were no longer in the business now those have been taken out they've been you know lined through but 
you know, nobody's making this up out of thin air. It was in the resolution, and then it was it was deleted. So it looks like whoever you know came up with this resolution had that in there originally. So there was some talk about it. You know, we're not bad mouthing the convention center or anything. We're not trying to shoot ourselves in the foot, but it's a practical matter. It's a reality that that language is right here. It's been taken out now, but the language is still there for everybody to read. Okay. The one thing that I wondered about, you know, with this comprehensive market study, and I guess I have a question for the author, if that's um, if that's possible. For the sponsor of this, that would yeah, for the sponsor of this right, resolution. I I believe I'm the primary sponsor. Okay. So thank you, Madam Chairman. I, you know, we just did a study, $150,000 study. That was pretty detailed. It was like 219 pages. And it was a market study. Now, in this resolution, it seems like we're going after another market study. I just wonder what the difference between the two is. Sure. I mean, it's a three-step process, really. And I don't, I don't mean to speak on this um, as, as the chair. I'm supposed to be neutral on these issues. But I'll tell you the detail, the facts of this. Um, um, it requires um, a strategic design was what it started with. And the market study and the master plan build on the strategic design. So what was the HAM study? The strategic design study. Okay. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps it would be more appropriate. I mean, the clerk also volunteered to be the chair of that committee, so if there's questions, he he'd be, could answer those. Yeah, I think there are pretty serious questions left unanswered at this point. Um, a good example would be if you were going to re rehabilitate or replace the Coliseum, what size should that be? And you need to look at what the shows are, what the events could be, how it could be laid out, those are things that weren't done in this study. And you wouldn't know how to move forward without uh, looking at, or even, or even at the commercial side, you know, what kind of, of businesses would locate at that location, what, you could, what, what kind of mix you'd want. There's things, a lot more work to be done. Supervisor Veldrin. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I just wanted to add uh, one point. Hopefully it doesn't shake anybody, because I, as I thought about it. But I first wanted to agree with uh, Supervisor Hendrick, because he, I was thinking the exact same thing, that we had this discussion about getting out of the business, if that's what the numbers uh, really led us to, or at least to think of that. It didn't mean, like, like it's already said, shut it down, here comes the resolution, bing, bing, bang. As some presidential candidate has been using a lot. Um, but, you know, or the other part that Supervisor Schmidt also mentioned, and this is the other thing I was going to add, was we are, she especially is one of the most data detail driven people on this board and always presents that as the most important part when we look at things. And this obviously would be can get very emotional when you're talking about a building and a site that's been here for uh, was at the beginning of time I think it was mentioned um, but it's important that we we do leave that in because I think that discussion did come up and um, a few years ago I was at uh, the NACO convention down in Fort Worth Texas along with uh, clerk who's chair at the time and they 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 had their they had a coliseum and a convention center that we were in or a, like Coliseum, it was all one building, one unit, and they actually had thought about and actually did change over the ownership of that. 
and because it was fiscally better. And then they ran what a whole other facility where they did uh, more of the uh, agrarian aspects of their county. So it's it's just a consideration, and it could be, as has been said, it could be mutual, it could be private partnership. It doesn't mean that, as is already said, we have to look at the county as well. So I. Thank you, Supervisor Elton. Is there further discussion on Supervisor O'Loughlin's amendment to remove line 68 to 71? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. No. Why don't we do a roll call? Okay. On the O'Loughlin amendment. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Shower. No. Shower, no. Schmidt. Schmidt, no. Solberg. Aye. Solberg, aye. Stubbs. No. Stubbs, no. Veldrin. Veldrin, no. Wegleitner. No. Wegleitner, no. Willett. No. Willett, no. Zweifel. No. Zweifel, no. Baird. No. Baird, no. Bollig. No. Bollig, no. Chenoweth. No. Chenoweth, no. Clausius. Aye. Clausius, aye. De Felice. Aye. De Felice, aye. Downing. Downing, I die. No. Die, no. Erickson. No. Erickson, no. Farrell. No. Farrell, no. Gillis. Gillis, absent. Hendrick. No. Hendrick, no. Jones. No. Jones, no. Kiefer. No. Kiefer, no. Kolar. No. Kolar, no. Krause. No. Krause, no. Levin. No. Levin, no. Matano. No. Matano, no. McCarville. No. McCarville, no. Miles. No. Miles, no. Nelson. No. Nelson, no. O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin, I, Pan, Pan, absent. Pirtle. No. Pirtle, no. Richmond, Richmond, absent. Rip. Aye. Rip, I, Rit. No. Rit, no. Rusk. No. Rusk, no. Saloff. Aye. Saloff, I, Corrigan. No. Corrigan, no. That should have been a little louder. I know. It's amazing how loud those seven eyes were. It's seven eyes, 20, 27 no's, and the amendment fails. Um, on resolution 444, is there further discussion? Supervisor Schauer. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just I rise to support this um, overall package, as, especially in including these four lines, primarily because I want to make sure that we have a. If you're going to measure anything, you have to have a zero point from where you're measuring. If you measure like this desk, you have to say that this is the zero point. The um, Determining whether or not we stay in the business will allow us to um, decide how economically um, advantageous that this overall process, this overall plan, can be. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing what comes out of this, out of these, out of the um, comprehensive master plan and oversight committee. And um, I think I want to thank all the hard work that. Uh, uh, um, public Works and PNF put into this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schauer. Supervisor Matano. Thank you, thank you Madam Chair. I'd be remiss in not sharing my skepticism over the amendment. Um, I, I look at things a little differently. First off, this is our county fairgrounds. Um, in rural areas like in Baraboo, where we've held the Fight and Bob Fest, it's a, a grandstand and a bunch of bleachers and such. Um, so it starts out as our county fairgrounds, and so I, I think that 
the direction the conversation's gone is not the direction I would go with it. I, I had spoken about, um, you know, I, I think the death of the Align Energy Center is a bit extreme. I wouldn't want to see that happen the same week as we lose Justice Scalia. Uh, but what I had talked about, at least thinking about, is if we, if the Coliseum, as Mr. Dunn's, or, or Mr. Hamas, or in any case, that study identified the Coliseum as outmoded and I think exact words were at the end of its useful life. So query whether you could demolish that and rely on the coal center to provide uh, the kind of facility that we need for our community there. Um, another facility on the grounds that he identified as being quite aged is the arena, which isn't even mentioned at the top of the resolution. It speaks of four venues and the fourth is Willow Island. The arena's omitted entirely. I, I was on the grounds this past weekend and it, it's remarkable just how invisible the arena is and I just offline I'd be interested in learning more about it, maybe even going inside. I feel like I was there years and years ago but have have very little idea what, what its role is. Um, I'm not happy about the idea of privatizing or getting a private operator. My, as I say, my basic thoughts are that government and business should stay separate from each other. Um, and so I think public land should be kept public. Um, there are a lot of wetlands on the, on the grounds. They should be restored and enhanced. Um, there's mention of transit. I've participated in a number of transit, or at least two major transit studies over the years, Transport 2020 and the current Bus Rapid Transit study. And in each case, we've identified a major east-west route and a major north-south route. The, the Coliseum grounds are not on either of those routes. So speaking in terms of enhancing transit really is a, um, a distraction. If, if it were to happen, it would end up, I think, diverting resources from the priorities we've identified through literally decades of work. And, and following on that, our, our transit studies have looked at um, corridors that we see as development corridors. We've seen things. We have the idea that I, I criticized um, construction of Monona Terrace initially in part on the idea that we shouldn't look at Madison as being a four square block downtown and then a bunch of suburbs. We can do things like um, build a really large complex at the Sheboygan Avenue Department of Transportation site, which was moving full steam ahead in about 2008 until the economy went down. And now the state is moving forward on a new building there and possible development opportunities there. That would be near one of the major transit stops, either in bus rapid transit or rail. So I'm certainly in favor of, of looking at development opportunities for our community. I, I just wouldn't be focusing on this particular site. On the convention center business, I'm... I'm forever wary of that. Monona Terrace, uh, we're, what, 20 years in on Monona Terrace, and we're looking at the second hotel, or else it will fail. Uh, I'm speaking in terms of the promoters of those ideas, not my own. Uh, Judge Doyle Square, we went through a long discussion of that and had that fall apart and restart. Uh, Deb Archer mentioned tonight we need a new and robust revenue source to fuel this activity. So I see these as, you know, in the colloquial words, a money pit. Um, and then finally, um, 
There are certain things I really like about the Alliant Energy Center grounds. I mentioned being there this weekend, and I was there at the Garden Expo. So it's something I look forward to all year. I, I go down there and revel in plants in February. What, what better way to spend a February day than thinking about plants? And so um, I'm, I'm not here to kill the Alliant Energy Center. I'm, I'm here to praise it. But uh, I have a more down-home uh, view of it, and I'd like to see things like the Garden Expo and play to the strengths of the facility and um, not uh, go off the deep end trying to uh, run market studies and, and, and do all the things described in three pages that I've annotated greatly. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Matano. Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, and I guess I apologize in advance if this is a stupid question, but um, I'm wondering if the master plan makes the assumption that the market study and analysis lead to the conclusion that the county will stay in the business. Or does the master plan happen kind of regardless? Because if the master plan occurs no matter, I guess, kind of regardless of the path forward, or if we just, if there's a, uh, we need a plan um, to continue something, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess I don't want to get to that. I don't want to assume that um, we're going to be in this. And I think if, if that plan assumes that, that's a decision that the, the whole board should make. So I, I, don't have, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm hoping um, someone else does, maybe who's on personal finance or public works. Or the county Chair of personal finance will address that. So, I mean, I think there's two sort of two parts to the answer of the question. I think that one, to move forward with the master plan, but the committees would have to concur that there, in fact, needs to be a master plan. So I think the market study will inform that decision regardless. To the degree, I mean, the market studies can identify a variety of different market opportunities and pieces of information. And ideally, I think the reason we wanted to keep this in is if it identifies to what Supervisor Farrell was sort of raising, if there are other advantageous structures or governments, if we say it really makes a lot of sense to look at this entertainment district option or we really need to look at these other things, I still think a master plan is going to make sense because then it's going to incorporate what what would be involved in that, what would be necessary, what are the options. And some of those are conditional. I mean, an entertainment district requires state legislative action. So, I mean, that's a much longer process. How would we operate in the interim? What happens if it doesn't happen? If we're talking about a relationship with the city, what's involved in that? What's the legal agreement? Is that something, a wholesale transfer? Is it a joint partnership? So I still think no matter what happens, there are many steps that will come out of that that need to be planned. That may be more about operation and less about this is the building structure we're going to do, but I think in any sense moving forward, there will be a plan. But I think what it is and whether we move forward one is a question formed by this study. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to say that uh, the Lion Energy Center is in my district, so it is very critical and important this discussion that we're having tonight. It is imperative and essential that the neighbors and the neighborhoods surrounding the Alliant Energy Center has a meaningful and master planning process that includes all neighbors' input 
so that they're able to share their own views as to what should take place. I think what has been so critical is community engagement. What does it mean? What are we asking people to do? I think we need to be very clear, and that's why I've supported this resolution from the beginning. Should we be doing this business? And if not, who should be doing that? That's a very simple question, and I think that we cannot be afraid to take that launch. In addition to that, the county should continue to convene and have periodic, periodical public meetings to present reviews and comments on the ongoing planning or the process because oftentimes communities are left behind and I can assure community today that whatever I could do I will make sure that the community has a voice. In addition, community members are very rich and sourceful knowledge about their community and that's why it's so critical that we have all the neighbors input and say. And I can say as a member of the, of the Alliance Energy Strategic Design Planning Team, that was something that we talked about. Let's go out to South Madison. Let's have a meeting. Let's talk to neighbors. We've had the South Metropolitan Planning Council, which is the planning council on the south side that has all neighborhood association, which is over 20 neighborhood association leaders there, been able to ask those very valuable questions of the county. I'm so excited to say that the county is going to move forward in the month of April, has been invited back out to the South Metropolitan Planning Council to talk about this resolution and or what does it mean for an option. In addition, the same thing that needs to happen with community members is that when community members take control of the community, it is important that the professionals take control of what they bring to the table. And what is it that we're trying to do? We're trying to build a better community so that all individuals can be involved and can have a say. Community participation is a proven approach to addressing community concerns. So I urge each of you tonight to take a very bold step, the step that is going to be the next vision of our county. This is huge. So it is something that you should go home and think about, did I make the right choice? because it is a critical decision. We are all elected to make very critical decisions. But most important, who are the partners? I must say, even serving on the board with the Greater Madison Convention and Visitors Bureau, I certainly respect Deb Archer's opinion. I'm serving on Monona Terrace Board, I respect Greg McManus. And so we have individuals that have been a part of this committee that has given us very detailed opinions beside what we have from Hammonds, and I think that is right, that we as a board move forward, we have to stop playing games with ourselves. It is time that we be held accountable, move forward for what's right for our county, what's right with our partners and their investment, what's right for our community, but most importantly, what's right for every one of us that's at this table. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs. Supervisor Nelson. Thank you, Chair Corrigan. Uh, as most of you know, I'm a big fan of strategic planning, so this is a resolution that I can very, uh, very much support. I found it interesting uh, when Supervisor Pirtle described some of the uh, discussions that he had when he was on Public Works, as I am on now. And you know, pretty much up until we started talking about this resolution, you know, we had the same kind of 
discussion of, I guess you'd call them lowercase issues regarding the Alliance Center. And the reason for that is because we don't have a plan. Uh, it's, it's just really haphazard, band-aid approaches to things. So to me, this is, is really important to, to decide how we're going to move forward. We need to gather information. We need to have that community input. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, the other thing I wanted to say is, as a member of both Public Works and Solid Waste, I spend a lot of time on that campus. Uh, I probably have been to maybe 50, 60 meetings in uh, the time that I've been on the board during my first term. And it's probably more the time of day when these meetings are held, but it really is. That campus is really a forlorn place. Uh, 164 acres, that is really underused. Uh, you know, I think that alone is the reason to support this study and, and really find a way that we can revitalize that. It is a gateway to Madison, to you know, the south part of the city, and uh, it's just I really feel that there's so much that could be done there. So, and this is a, this is a great step. I'm, I'm glad uh, we're moving in this direction. So I hope everyone will support this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Nelson. Supervisor Dave Felice. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd like to make a motion to return this resolution to committee so that its order and organization of events be clearly delineated and that an option for study be clearly described so we aren't spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a plan yet to be identified. You know, this process. Wait, wait just this moment. You made a motion to re refer to committee. Yeah. To which committee? I know. Let's make the motion first. The committees it came from, Public Works, Finance. So you want to re-refer to Public Works, Finance. Right. Okay. Yeah. And is there a second to Supervisor Dave Felice's motion? Second. Supervisor O'Loughlin second. Yeah, I'm trying to envision what the headline Wait. for this story would be for tomorrow, because you know we got this letter. We have several communications from the county executive. He's convinced we're going to go ahead and spend 120 to 400 million dollars. I mean, he's given us all kinds of information why that's a bad idea. I'm not saying this is a bad idea or a good idea. I'm just talking about process right now. You know, the process so far is the Public Works Committee, you know, got wind of this years ago that the Coliseum was in trouble. Concerts did a graph. They're going this way. Now, what do we have, oh, five, 11 concerts last year? I mean, we used to have like 20. You know, when we built that Coliseum, and I went there in 79 to see Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Young was there. Um, I thought it was, it was a terrible place then. Now, you know, 37 years later, it's even worse. We all know that. I mean, that's not a question, okay? But just so we have something to point to, the Public Work Committee commissioned a $50,000 study with Markin out of Minnesota, to tell us what's going on. Well, they came back and they said, you guys are losing concerts, you're losing people, the facilities and batch, you know, all the stuff we already know. Okay, so then we, then we form a strategic design study committee. And what do they do? Well, they commission a study. And that's a study that costs $150,000 that the city pitched in 30000 GMCBB also pitched in some money. We appreciate that. And we came back with a very detailed study, 219 pages. Then we had a presentation here. And uh, the, the beauty of that study, and I think this study is by far the best study we've ever had. Because we've had a lot of studies. 
like the jail study, cost us $400,000. I mean, that was a terrible study because it really didn't tell us anything. This study had three options. First option was to just spend enough money to keep the thing going. Second option actually included a plan to replace the Coliseum, but the return wouldn't be that great. It would just still limp along. The third option is I'm all in. Best in industry standards. Let's spend 90 to $120 million public money, and then, oh, the private money will come pouring in. Oh, yeah, $400 million. Just, it will fall right in our laps. I mean, at least that gave us some clarity. This resolution is singular for its lack of clarity because <coughs> it, it asks for two studies. It has no timeline. It doesn't direct and also asks to form two study groups. And it doesn't direct what should be studied. Are we studying option one? Are we studying option two? Are we studying option It's like Goldilocks. This one's too hot, this one's too cold, this one's too... Which one is the right one? We've got something in front of us. We've spent money on studies. Stud you know, the Dane County way, unfortunately, is to delay, study, consult, form committees, and then commission more studies. You know, we've had this problem with delay and more delay with the homeless. We had this problem when we built the, the county courthouse. It took 16 years to build that county courthouse. And this, by far, is going to dwarf anything we've ever done at the county level. It, by far, is the big, you know, big project that will be remembered for years and years. So we should do it right. I, I, I understand. But we have before us three options. What, are, what possibly, what else could we get that the 219-page study has you know, already put before us. So I think this resolution should direct you know, a group. It says to form one and two groups, one for the comprehensive market study, another for the master plan. Uh, pick a group, pick an option, and then study that. Instead of you know, this master plan and then this comprehensive market study, and then the staff committee, and then this master plan committee, and then send it to public works and to finance. Nobody's answered the question about what if one committee votes against this? What happens then? So I think this resolution is singular for its lack of clarity. And I'm not saying I'm against redoing the Coliseum. I'm just saying, hey, if we're going to ask for another study, Let's be clear about what we're asking for. These poor people who are going to be on these committees, the staff and the master, what are they studying? Are they studying option one, two, or three? Are we reinventing the wheel here with yet another study that's some amorphous blob of misunderstanding? And that's what this is. It's confusion. It's 130 lines of confusion and contradiction. So I urge you to send this back to the committee, rewrite it with some clarity, put in steps to take when the committee should be formed for the staff, when the master plan committee should be formed, what happens if one committee votes against it. Give us some timelines. Give us some direction. Because this doesn't have it. Thank you, Supervisor DeFelice. Supervisor O'Loughlin on the DeFelice motion to re-refer to committee. Thank you, Madam Chair. I didn't second it to hear that. Um, 
I, I, I seconded it. I seconded it because as you look at the Alliant Energy Center Comprehensive Master Plan Oversight Committee, we're missing a major player, and that's the town of Madison. And I'm, I'm concerned about that, unless we're planning not to do anything until after 22, when the town of Madison will say goodbye. But I was thinking that the reason I did that is because I think the town of Madison should have a voice in this particular uh, Lion Energy Center Comprehensive Master Plan Oversight Committee. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Laughlin. On D Supervisor Dave Vallece's motion, Supervisor Dye. Okay. Um, on the motion, Supervisor Schmidt. Thank you. I just rise to um, hope that you will all join me in uh, defeating this motion. Um, Supervisor De Felice talked about how um, there seem to be so many delays in the processes that we have. So why on earth would we delay this decision and bring it back to committee when the committee has already um, uh, supported this? Um, he talked about that the size of this project is going to dwarf anything else, and yet at the same time he doesn't want to be able to move things forward with studies and assessments that make sure that we make the right decisions for such a large uh a large project that could uh, potentially be the result of this. I think it's, it's perfectly clear that we are looking for a master plan which will provide a long-range vision for the, um, um, for the built environment of a community has direct relationship to its citizen. Uh, we will provide a vision of future development that will allow Dane County to get the highest and best use for the campus. I think that's really what we're looking for. What is the highest and best use? And yes, we have a report that identified three different options, and I know that they will be looking at that when coming up with them in the master planning process. Um, but as uh, the clerk and the chair of the strategic task force um, already said, but that was the first iteration, and we need to, we need to dive down deeper into what those, um, what those specific options might be. And so please um, defeat this, move it forward, let's get on with the planning process and come up with a solution. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Supervisor Farrell. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. I didn't realize it took 16 years to build the courthouse, and I guess this is a bigger project, but unless some of us besides Supervisor Rip want to be on this board when the 16 years or more is up, I suggest we start the clock and let's get moving forward here. Uh, I urge my colleagues to vote against free referral. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Farrell. Anyone else wishing to weigh in on Supervisor De Felice's motion to re-refer? Supervisor De Felice. I just want to add one comment. And I'm quoting directly from the resolution. And here's the kind of language that we are giving to our, our multiplicity of, of committees to study this. Having a comprehensive plan will set in place a roadmap to increase the tax base and economic and event activity at the AEC, leveraging outside investment, which in turn generates revenue to allow continued support of core county services. What does that say? What does that tell you to do? I mean, it's pretty language. I like the roadmap. You know, it's, it's very poetic. But the language, and I just hope in the future... Okay, I know you're all going to vote this down because, you know, there's a whole hum vote for you guys. But really, I hope in the future that when a resolution of 130 lines is written, that it has some direction in it with concrete goals and timelines. There's not even any money in this to conduct this, to, to do this work. 
Thank you, Supervisor DeFelice. And I'd like to just make sure we have for the clerk the exact language of your motion. So could you write down your motion? And is it, could you had language beyond your motion was to re-refer to public works and to finance, personnel and finance? Pardon? Yes, Supervisor Hendrick. Uh, Madam Chair, I, I believe you've ruled in the past, or it's been ruled in the past, that a motion to refer cannot be conditioned. You can say what That's, committees are sending Thank you, back. Supervisor Hendrick, yes. Thank you. So, well, okay. yeah. the language. All clear anyway. so, so the motion, I'll just restate the motion that, and I want to be clear, that the motion is to re-refer to public works and to personnel and finance. All those in favor of Supervisor De Felice's motion say aye. Aye. Those opposed say no. No. The no's have it, and Supervisor De Felice's motion fails. On resolution 444, is there further discussion? Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. I wonder if we could add a letter N in the title. That's been bothering me for a couple of weeks now. We will get that corrected in the title. I don't think we need a motion, but I think the clerk will correct that. I, uh, I want to second uh, Supervisor Stubbs' comments about the importance of having the people in the area be represented. Uh, according to my count, uh, starting on line 110, there are uh, eight appointments, and I hope everyone who makes those appointments will consider representatives from the area or residents of the area. And in that connection, I noticed that uh, future Supervisor Richard Kilmer is here tonight. I wondered if the chair has the power under section 6.071 to fill a temporary vacancy in the board and appoint him to supervise the Richmond seat just for tonight. I, I think the answer is no, but uh, <laughs> welcome Supervisor Kilmer. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Supervisor Dye. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I voted against this in committee, and I'm glad to see that there has been some amendment to it since it was at executive. Uh, but part of my frustration at executive, I find myself frustrated with again tonight, and that seems to be that there's no agreement amongst the members of this board on what it is that we are doing with this resolution. I have heard one of my colleagues say that we're voting tonight to spend 90 to 120 million, or maybe the 400 million dollars will just fall into our laps. Uh, I have heard other people say that this is a bold move. I've heard other people say this is just getting us some data to make a decision. But I think it's really important to point out that people who sit in the seats on this floor are all over the place in terms of what they feel like they're ready to commit to at the Alliant Energy Center, but all of those people who are coming from all of those different places are also speaking in favor of having a master plan because we need to know where we are going. Whether we are going five miles down the road right now or we're going 500, we want to know what the map is, what the vision is, and where we're heading. Um, and I. I'm glad to hear the comments from the Chair of Public Works that the plan uh, before us tonight to move forward will also incorporate ideas that may be coming as part of the um, request for proposals process that started by the county executive. Because I think one thing that is really clear is that whether it's those of us who are county players, those of us who live in the vicinity of this um, facility, 
people who are connected with the tourist industry um, or people connected with the city of Madison, we have to work together for this to be a success. Um, and it simply won't be unless we all get together, find a vision, find a plan that we can all be on board with. Um, and invest in that, whatever that ends up looking like. And I certainly don't stand here today as someone who thinks that I'm ready to vote in favor of $100 million or more in public investment. And part of the reason that I feel like that is the Strategic Design Committee um, and the study that we got from Hamas is lovely, and it has a lot of really great ideas. But those ideas have a significant impact on the rest of the things that we do as a county. Uh, and the AEC running a deficit also would have a significant impact on the rest of the things that we can do as a county. And so whether you are somebody who uses the Alliant Energy Center or not, this probably impacts you because you use some other part of county government or you're a taxpayer whose taxes are helping to support county government. And so this is a problem in some ways, but it's also a huge opportunity. Um, and so I hope that when we move this forward tonight, that it is the start of a broader collaboration and that it's the start of a deeper conversation, not only amongst the people who are on this floor and not only amongst the people who are on the list of stakeholders who are going to be invited to participate, but really amongst our whole community because it is going to impact people far beyond the list of people whose names are on page three of this resolution. Uh, when we make this decision to move forward in any direction, even the status quo at Alliant Energy Center. Um, and I want to make sure that we're thinking about all of those people when we're making these decisions, too, that this decision is not just about the future vision of that physical campus, but the future vision of our county budget as a whole and all of what that means for all of the different parts of county government and all of those services. So although I voted against this in committee and I do still have some reservations um, about the study that we received, particularly option three, I don't think that this is headed right now towards option three. I think this is headed towards coming up with a plan and that there are going to be opportunities for more conversations about where we're headed. And so I'm going to vote in favor of it tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Day. Supervisor Chenoweth. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I, too, uh, had quite a conversation and, and, uh, during a debate in the executive committee, and, and uh, I, on the other hand, voted in favor of this resolution uh, and the amendments that the executive committee uh, put forth uh, based on the fact that there was a fairly defined uh, option. Uh, I felt it was important. It's going to be very difficult for us to go back and, and create a, a, a study uh, from scratch, really. I mean, I, I don't think we really are in, in this resolution really uh, deliberately trying not to uh, uh, steer the study in a direction uh, that really I, I think was already recommended by our strategic design committee, and I, I think that's going to be a problem. I, I am in favor of going forward with the study, and I, I, I think it will be worked out, but I think it's going to be kind of assumed um, during the course of putting the RFP together that we're going to be going in a full build-out build uh, mode here. And I, I, would, I, would have, I would have thought that it would have been a little bit more easier to understand uh, for the rest of the group here that this is what we're really looking for. And I, don't, I, really, I really don't see that due to the fact I think we're, we're trying to um, really leave our options open. 
and uh, maybe that's uh, uh, by design. I don't think it gives a lot of clarity to the uh, to, uh, the public. I, I don't. It doesn't give a lot of clarity to this board. I don't think. I think we're all going to come out of here, like uh, Supervisor Dye uh, said, we're all going to come out here tonight with probably a different opinion on how this study is going to uh, uh, be held or at least uh, uh, conducted. And then I think we're going to have probably the same mixed feelings when we get to see the results. Uh, and uh, and uh, not that we don't need to have those different opinions, but I think uh, we're going to have a lot more discussion about this. And I think uh, the long and short of it is uh, it's a good start, but it's, going to, it's far from being really definitive on where we're going. So I, I urge my colleagues to support this, but uh, I, I, too, have my reservations about the outcome. Thank you, Supervisor Chenoweth. Supervisor De Felice. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I agree with what the two previous speakers said. I think, uh, again, there's singular lack of, of clarity, and I, Supervisor Chenoweth brought up a point that I think is interesting. You go to 37 members on this board. Yeah, there are 37 members on this board. And you ask them what we accomplish here tonight once this passes, and, you know, who has any doubt that's going to happen. You'll get 37, I think, different stories. It, from reading this, it's impossible to tell what we're doing. You know, they say a horse is a camel designed by committee. So everybody who votes for this tonight thinks they're voting for a horse, but in fact, they'll be voting for a camel. Thank you, Supervisor DeFelice. Supervisor Pirtle. Sorry, I'm loath to speak again, and I'm hoping we can move to the vote, but I, I did want to acknowledge one point, and I think it's worth thinking about that I don't entirely agree with the assessment that we're not on the same page about what the resolution does. I think we're actually pretty clear on what it does. It's going to do a market study and create a master plan and evaluate information. Where I think there is broad disagreement, and I share this with Supervisor Dye, is what we should do when we have that information and which approach we should take. And that is the conversation we are going to have to have. I just think this is a helpful tool in us having that. But I am sure there's disagreement on some who want to go big and some who want to get out and some folks that just want to do what we do now. That, I think, is absolutely true. But I don't think that we can make that decision without clarifying the trade-offs and options before us, where our partners are at, and how best to move forward. So I would encourage us to vote yes tonight on the thing that we agree on, and then we can fight about what we will do about it next. Thank you, Supervisor Pirtle. Is there further discussion on Resolution 444? <coughs> if not, um, the clerk will call the roll. Uh, on sub two. Oh, I'm sorry, this is us. Actually, could we um, just adopt sub two and then actually vote on sub two, um, Resolution 444 as amended by sub two? Excuse me. So all those in favor of adopting sub two, say aye. aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and sub two is adopted. So resolution 444, as amended by sub two. Okay. Give me a second. Okay. Um, Shower. Aye. Shower, aye. Schmidt. Aye. Schmidt, aye. Solberg. No. Solberg, no. Stubbs. Aye. Stubbs, aye. Veldrin. Aye. Belger and I, Wegleitner. Wegleitner, I, Willett. Willett, I, Zweifel. Zweifel, I, Baird. Baird, I, Bollig. Bollig, I, Chenoweth. Chenoweth, I, Clausius. Clausius, I, De Felice. De Felice, no, Downing. Downing, I, Die. Die, I, Erickson. Erickson, I, Farrell. Farrell, I, Gillis. Gillis, absent. Hendrick. 
Hendrick, aye. Jones. Jones, aye. Kiefer. Aye. Kiefer, aye. Kolar. Aye. Kolar, aye. Krause. Aye. Krause, aye. Levin. Aye. Levin, aye. Matano. No. Matano, no. McCarville. Aye. McCarville, aye. Miles. Aye. Miles, aye. Nelson. Aye. Nelson, aye. O'Loughlin. No. O'Loughlin, no. Pan. Pan, absent. Pirtle. Aye. Pirtle, aye. Richmond. Richmond, absent. Rip. No. Rip, no. Rit. Aye. Rit, aye. Rusk. Aye. Rusk, aye. Saloff. No. Saloff, no. Corrigan. Aye. Corrigan, aye. The vote is 28 yes, 6 no, and resolution 444 as amended by sub 2 is approved. Um, we are now on item, items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage. Is there anyone wishing to separate M1 and M2? There are two items on that. Seeing none, um, on the items requiring a two-thirds majority for passage, I'd like to have them recorded as having passed unanimously. Is there any objection to recording them as having passed unanimously? Seeing none, they will, items M1 and M2 will be recorded as having passed unanimously. Such other business as the county board is authorized to conduct by law. No one's wishing to weigh in on that. Is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Matano, seconded by Erickson. All those in favor say aye. All those say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned.